everybody. Thanks for listening to 15 Minutes with Fuzz. If you didn't hear last week, I have moved the show to Tuesdays. Yes, we launch on Tuesdays now instead of Mondays because it fits into my life better. Welcome to my life. By the way, my name is Fuzz Martin, and each week I cover positive things happening in and around Washington County, Wisconsin. I always try to like cover things that I don't know about or you might not know about, and this week, that's one of those things. It's another upcoming referendum. There are two to four referendums on the uh, November 8th ballots in Washington County, depending on which part of the county you live in. It might be three to four, but it's definitely two to four. And most of us in the northern half of the county will have the Moraine Park referendum, which I covered in last week's episode. There is a Germantown slash Richfield sewer and water referendum. There is a purely political non-binding referendum. And then there is the fourth, which is the anti-crime plan referendum. Some might say it's the first. Uh, And that referendum would increase staffing in the Washington County Sheriff's Department. Notably, it would increase the number of deputies on patrol, a number which has not increased since the 1980s, even though the population of the county has grown substantially and the number of households has doubled. This week, Washington County Sheriff Martin Schulteis joins me to talk about the the anti-crime plan, details on what we will see if it passes, and why the anti-crime plan is needed. And with that, here are 15 minutes on the anti-crime plan referendum with Sheriff Martin Schulteis on 15 Minutes with Fuzz. Sheriff Schulteis, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate you coming in. I want to talk today about the anti-crime plan that is going to be on the November 8th election referendum. If you could give us a bit of a background on the need for this referendum and what people can expect in the bill. I know that's kind of a, a broad brush here, but there's a lot to to learn about this, right? Sure, yeah. So it certainly is a big ask, and the county certainly knows that. It's a $3.6 million referendum where it bumps the tax. It's a one-time bump, but it's a a permanent bump because we are asking to increase the staffing at the sheriff's office by 15%, which equates to about 30 and a half full-time positions. Staffing at the Washington County Sheriff's Department has been about the same for years, right? The amount of deputies that we have on patrol, so the the deputies that are seen out in the community, that really hasn't changed in really since the late 1980s. Uh, Our department itself has gotten larger. We we have a bigger jail. We have a bigger detective bureau. We do court security. So we've we've added personnel, but it's not really the direct services that the the residents see. I can give you an example of that. Sure. So our our staffing minimums on first and third shift in the late 1980s was five deputies that covered the entire county. It's uh, 436 square miles. And it's really any given weekend, holiday, currently that's the same level of staffing. Mm -hmm. We increased it on second shift to six deputies. Um, But if you can imagine breaking that that down, it's a a large area for them to uh, to cover. Now, since the 1980s, when that level was that same size, pretty close, how much has Washington County grown since then? Substantially. So the population back in the late 80s was about 85,000. And uh, now we're hovering around 135,000. So it's a, so the amount of population is about uh, 50,000. And even substantial to that is uh, the number of housing units in the county has literally doubled in the same amount of time. Okay. So there's more households 
uh, not quite twice as many people, but that's because there's smaller families probably, right? I'm guessing that's exactly it. Yeah. So now the we talk a lot about you know crime we're seeing with drugs and things in our area, especially you know uh, fentanyl and uh, some other opioid issues. What are we going to see with if this anti crime plan passes? How is that going to help deter? those crimes and help reduce that? Yeah, that's an excellent question. So when I started doing these community presentations, um, we had 25 overdose deaths in Washington County and one is too many. Mm -hmm. Um, We're up to now 31 years, not even over. And to give you a comparison, in 2019, we had 12. So I mean, it's a substantial jump. Almost 90% of the overdoses are fentanyl related. Okay, That is clearly the problem. So one of the things that we want to that I really want to address is uh, the sheriff's office runs a multi-jurisdictional drug unit. It's composed of, of uh, several different agencies. We're the lead agency in it. But one of the things I'd really like to be able to do, uh, one of the positions in this referendum would be assigned to a federal task force. And I, I told my staff, I was a little hesitant at first, I'm not sure why I would want to put county resources into a federal mm-hmm. task force. But I actually sat down with the special agent in charge of the federal DEA down in Milwaukee. And he explained that when you have a municipal officer on a federal task force, the whole design is that they intend, they, they proactively seek out the high-level dealers that are bringing, I call it poison, it's not even yeah. drugs anymore, yeah. that's really what it is, into our communities. And uh, DEA just has a lot more, the deep, deeper pockets, they have mm-hmm. more resources, and uh, we would establish a relationship with the U.S. attorney to pursue these federal charges. And I think there's that would send a very clear message to a, uh, uh, individuals that think about bringing that stuff into our community. With those fentanyl problems, there's not just, I mean, overdose deaths, of course, are the horrible part of this and, and ruining families and, and lives, et cetera. But there's more involved with just people doing drugs. There's also break-ins and other types of crime that goes along with that. Is that correct? Yeah. So um, I can give you an illustration. We do some interdiction patrols out on 41 southern part of our county. We don't do them very often. Uh, we've maybe done four, three or four in the past couple of years. And uh, it's amazing to me in a four-hour interdiction. And these are very taxing because it's a lot of mutual aid and overtime. But mm-hmm. the amount of uh, contraband and criminal charges that we see coming into the county, it's staggering. In fact, one of them that we even had the last time was a, a homicide warrant of an individual from Milwaukee that was mm-hmm. coming through the county. But But because of that main corridor running diagonally across Washington County, the crime is just not isolated to... I-41. What happens is that people get off and then commit crimes right off of 41. We're seeing that time and time again with vehicle break-ins, stolen vehicles from Milwaukee that are dumped off, Mm -hmm. um, and then one of our community's cars are taken. Mm -hmm. And even some more dramatic cases of of home invasions, uh, just just tragic stories. And um, it's really all because of the the drug trade that's that's going on to our south. With this anti-crime plan, we would have an increase in the number of patrols that are out. Uh, how, how does that increase from that? Uh, you said it was five, six, five, right? First, second, third shift. There's five, six, and five patrol cars. What will we see if this passes? There's two kind of aspects to that. So the minimum staffing levels would go from five to eight per shift. So it would be eight, eight, and actually seven on third shift. And that would allow really the full philosophy behind policing is to, to deter and prevent and mm-hmm. Officers try to do that when we can, um, mm-hmm. but uh, right now I think we're at 34,000 calls for service, and it's a little tough to do that preventive and proactive stuff when they're busy going from call to call. Mm-hmm. But then the other part of that that's not counted in that shift minimum 
is a, a mental health team that we would deploy that would be in addition to that uh, staffing level. Okay. Uh, can you tell us a bit about what that team would look like? Sure. Yeah. So, and this is not a, a new model. It wasn't my, my idea. Sure. It, it's a, it's a model that has been gaining traction in Wisconsin and actually all through the, the U S but it, it's teaming up a law enforcement officer with a clinical social worker in a squad car. So they're, okay. they're riding around together. It's probably not a marked squad car. The officer is probably in uniform or not in uniform, mm-hmm. but what it's designed to do is kind of two things. It's a, there's a reactive part of it. If there's an individual that calls our office and is in a state of crisis that this team can be dispatched to that residence. And the whole idea is that uh, law enforcement is going to respond first, but we want to get that mental health professional on scene as quick as we can because they're trained in it. Whereas right. we try to train in it. We're, we're cross-trained on so many, you know, jack of all trades, master <laughs> sure. of none type yeah, of thing yeah. that the mental health professional really could kind of bring down the temperature of that. And uh, so we don't have those altercations between people that, that aren't well and law enforcement. Then there's also the proactive part, which I think is just as equally important. And that's because uh, our mental health professionals in Washington County, they, they have a, a, a litany of individuals that they know are just kind of on the fringe and have some issues, but may not be in that crisis mode yet. Mm-hmm. But we want to be able to touch base with those individuals and just to, to see how they're doing, to offer direct services, have that mental health professional develop the relationships as close as we can, you know, right at their front door. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is to keep them from going into crisis. So they're, they're not having law enforcement contact. They're not having, you know, have to go through the criminal justice system and they, they stay out of our jail. That's not where a lot of these people belong. Again, it goes back to prevention and instead of that, that re- reactionary side of putting somebody in jail. Right. Absolutely. Now we in Washington County, I think are very proudly conservative with our pocketbooks, right? So <laughs> people are going to want to, they need to know going into the polls of what this is going to cost the county. And you and County Executive Showman and others have laid out a, a very good plan that details exactly what that looks like. Can you give us a bit of what taxpayers can expect if this anti-crime plan passes? Sure, yeah. So I will be the first to admit that the referendum question is not very clear. And it's the first three words of it, describe it all under state law. So it's written for us. We can only insert some of the numbers Mm -hmm. and what the plan is. But what I can say is, so it's a $3.6 million bump in the levy. Levy right now is around 37 million. It would go to a little better than 40 million. And so it's not an additional 3.6 million every single year. It's that one-time bump to pay for the, the 30 positions. The math behind it is very hard to grasp. So we'll take a median home in Washington County is that we'll say about $300,000. It's probably a little less than that, but in that neighborhood, as long as your home was not reassessed last year or you didn't do any remodeling to it. So if the value of the home was $300,000 last year, mm-hmm. pass or fail, the referendum is going to decrease the tax rate. It's really a question to constituents, how much do you want it to decrease? So if, um, if the referendum passes, the tax rate will go down nine cents per thousand. And that equates on a $300,000 home to about $27. So it'll pass as it goes down $27. If it fails, it goes down even further than that. It goes down 27 cents per thousand, I believe. Okay. And that equates to a $81 reduction in your your county as part of your right. tax levy, not the, the schools and the municipalities. We can't control that. Sure. But that that's a $54 difference, and that's still real money to, to voters. So that's why we want, to, want them to make the decision for us. But either way, just to 
restate that again. Either way, tax that part of the tax levy is going down. So whether it passes or not, it's just a matter of how how much goes down. So and to go back to what we spoke about at the beginning of the show is we've been at the same staffing level since on the patrol cars since 1980s. Yeah, I, I started in 1991, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what the staffing levels were. And ironically, the Sheriff during the late 1980s happened to be my father. And okay, so, yeah. so I could personally interview him and find out what the staffing levels were. And, and he confirmed to me that the uh, at least 1988, the staffing levels were just the same. So, Sheriff, can you talk about the crime statistics that you're seeing? What kinds of crimes outside? You know, we, we talked about the drug crimes, but what other things are you seeing? Specifically, what I would say is that we are experiencing a lot of out-of-county crime that are that individuals, I guess I should rephrase that, individuals that don't reside in our county are coming into our county and victimizing our citizens. One of the most telling stats for that is we look at our bookings in our jail every year, mm-hmm. and they were, they were down a little bit this past couple of years because of COVID. But normally they're about 4,000 to 4,500 bookings every single year in our jail. And what we're learning is that over half of them, those bookings, those individuals don't reside in Washington County. Mm-hmm. so. And when you're talking 2,000 to 2,200 bookings every single year, individuals that are, are come into our county commit crimes, if it wasn't for that, we probably wouldn't have to have a 321-bed jail facility. We could probably right. be much, much smaller than that. So it's not just even population based on how our county's population has grown. Now you're seeing that influx come from other counties, which puts that extra burden on on top of that. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And I actually even touched base with the the uh, executive director from the National Sheriff's Association just to get a sense from him if, if that's normal for jails throughout in communities. And, and he said uh, to have over half of your population from out of the county said that's that's highly unusual. But I would attest that to the fact that we're near a you know, highly urbanized area. Are there ways to work with, I know you're working with, you, you were just mentioning working with Milwaukee County on the drug side, but are there ways to work with the other counties to help prevent crime coming through here or working together with Milwaukee County and uh, Waukesha? We, uh, we typically, the, the drug task force that I mentioned, mm-hmm. um, all of those task force try to work together as well. And because it's quite simply criminals don't care what municipality they're yeah. committing the crimes <laughs> in. They, you know, they don't pay attention to County lines and, and right. municipal boundaries. So you have to have that uh, kind of cooperation. So I always say, whether you wear Brown or blue, we're all on the same mission. We all mm-hmm. have want to keep our community safe and, and uh, I think we do a real good job. You had mentioned to me earlier that you're seeing a lot of increase in internet crimes. Can you talk a bit about that? Sure, yeah. So there's a couple of different uh, avenues. The first one is scams, internet-based scams. Those are absolutely skyrocketing. And the major ones that our major crimes bureau takes care of, they take anywhere between three to six months and 200 hours to try to, to get to resolution. And it's not the manpower that bothers me. We've had several cases this year where individuals have lost in the neighborhood of $100,000, $125,000 their retirement accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, we do everything in our powers to, to try to intervene and stop the money transfer. And a lot of those stuffs are, are overseas based, so it gets yeah. a little little tough. So, But those we just see is, is skyrocketing, not only in the terms of the frequency, but the magnitude of it. It's, mm-hmm. it's really troubling. The other area that we look at, it, it actually makes me sick to my stomach, is... Uh, uh, we, we call them, everyone refers to them as child porn investigation. It's, it's called child sexual assault, sexual abuse materials is a term, law sure. enforcement term. But those types of investigations are constantly going on in every single municipality in this county. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sheriff's office is, is not excluded from that. In fact, we just kind of looked at our stats last year. And it's a, 
up 250% increase in our investigations from last year. Wow. Those are heavily technology involved, very time consuming, and they can take months to resolve with court subpoenas for, for IP addresses. And those are the things that, that we need to really get on top of because we don't want those offenders to take that next step from, from, yeah. from the online version to the versions. That's scary stuff to think about, especially being a father. I know that uh, as part of County Executive Showman's platform and the county as a whole, it's always been trying to keep government small. And obviously adding more staff is, you know, it's the opposite of keeping things small. But I know that for County Executive Showman and yourself to want to put this forward, that there has to be a need, right? Yeah. So it, it definitely has two different philosophies kind of conflicting, certainly. So the county uh, historically, you know, the tax rate has been going down and down the tax levy is actually lower than what it was. The county itself workforce has actually shrunk by, I think it's a 8% over the past several years. The amount of buildings that we own, all that stuff has been shrinking. So we, we highly value the, the idea of smaller government, lower taxes. But then there, there's that other contrasting part of the, the, the need for public safety. Mm-hmm. And those two ideas kind of are colliding right now and 15% in our staffing. And that equates to about a 4% total reduction in staff the county through the time, but it's still it's still growing government. That's really why we put this out in front of the, the voters of Washington County to, to tell us which which one's more important to you. As a business owner, I think being right sized is important, as important as you know being frugal, right? So being able to serve in in your case, your your customers are the constituents of the county, and and being able to be right sized for this county and not sized for where we were in. 19, the 1980s is probably uh, would make me feel safer, but everybody gets to make their own decision when they go to the polls on, yeah, on and, November 8th. And I, I wish we probably, sh- we probably should have been doing these incremental increases over time. I kind of use the analogy that, you know, the best time to plant an oak tree is 40 years ago. And the <laughs> second best time is today. And, mm-hmm. and I, I just think that we, if, if I didn't at least put forth a plan to the constituents of Washington County to, to have them tell me what level of staffing that they want that I, I'm kind of failing them as their sheriff. So that's really what this is about is getting the public's input to see which of those uh, philosophies that we should, uh, should stress. Well, Sheriff Schultes, I appreciate you coming in and I appreciate all that you and, and your deputies do for, and everybody on your staff does for the the County and for our safety. And again, the referendum's coming up on November 8th and hope all goes well. All right. Thank you very much. I sincerely appreciate the opportunity. Thank you to Sheriff Schulteis for joining me on this week's episode. I appreciate him coming in and laying out the details on the anti-crime plan referendum, which will be on your Washington County ballot on November 8th, 2022. You can get more details on the anti-crime plan by going to www, and you have to put in the W's, otherwise the site will break. Go to www.washcowizco.gov. The link is front and center on the site. Be sure to put in the W's again if you want to go see that. And then click on the anti-crime plan link, which is right at the top of the page. That'll do it for another episode of 15 Minutes with Fuzz. I do appreciate you listening each and every week. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Have an idea for the show? Email me at 15withfuzz at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you next week right here on 15 Minutes with Fuzz.